1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Two, one, and we are recording episode 798. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022 at 4.12 p.m. Eastern Time. As I was just telling Miss Lee, I have uh, terrible allergies. And so like yesterday and the day before, if anybody used to listening to this show thinks I'm not as animated as i normally am it's because i'm not and i feel like crap but uh miss lee please introduce yourself and then please explain to me what pardon of innocence is
1: all right good place to start so i am tamara lee and i have done Lee's trend on <laughs> for gosh probably 10 years i started out on blog talk radio uh non-political show and then about 2015 I uh, got an, asked to do a politically focused podcast, and I thought, well, I better start paying more attention to uh, politics, and that was right when Trump had announced he was running. But simultaneously, the couple of years before that, my co-host uh, that used to be on Tamerly's Trend On with me, Brent Hamachak, was also getting involved in politics, doing some writing for Turning Point USA and Charlie Kirk, and through our friendship, continued to engage in political discourse. Uh, Brent joined me as my co-host from about, I don't know, 2018, up until just this last year, last six months or so, when schedules got to be too much for both of us. So um, I also launched about six months ago, five months ago, uh, People at Law podcast with attorney Lisa Espelanger. She is a whistleblower. She was featured in Netflix, Dirty Money, and yeah. Um, the two of us decided we wanted to do something about the judicial system. We believe our constitution and our founders intended for us to be able to navigate our own affairs in the judicial system and that it is systematically corrupt. And a lot of that comes out of my being informed, uh, both through having done my trend on show, which I should say, Brent Hamachek is now uh, with human events, uh, doing a lot of great things over there. Check that out. Um, but with, uh, Part of Innocence and the Pardon Flynn Now movement that you referenced. In March of 2018, Pasquale Scopoliti, who was a friend of mine that I had connected with during the 2016 election cycle, uh, approached me. He had gotten to know General Flynn through his analysis and work on the 2016 election that Took his work, as he said on your show that you had him as a guest, uh, got to the Trump campaign and informed some of their uh, decisions. And they considered his analysis in March. So Trump got into office, named General Flynn as his, uh, I think it's DNI, right? National, Director of National Intelligence
0: think. Yeah, that or NSC. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, one of the two. (laughs) I should know that. (laughs) Um, But it was quickly after he was putting that position that the uh, left turned their sights on the enemies of Trump decided to get to Trump through Flynn, take Flynn out. Flynn had stood his ground in the Obama administration. He was actually part of Obama's administration intelligence community and uh, would not go along with some of the Obama policy. And that ended up with him getting fired out of there. So he had already had some confrontation with uh, what we would call the deep state and the Obama Uh, holdovers in the justice system that or the Justice Department, the executive department that President Trump inherited coming in as the outsider candidate right so there was a lot of disruption. They decided to target Flynn go after him, uh, just like we're seeing with January six it was a setup uh, and entrapment to get the lie Um, it Flynn did not lie so let me get that on the record. And then. Pasquale, because I had the voice, I had accumulated quite a Twitter following uh, by March in 2018. And he asked to use my platform because and my show and my voice to be able to get the message out. So the two of us embarked on what began as the Clear Flynn Now movement that evolved into Pardon Flynn Now that resulted in the first ever historic Pardon of Innocence And I was the first one to hashtag that. And the reason that we uh, pushed for the pardon of innocence was that everybody associated with a pardon, a presumption of guilt. And that was not the case with Flynn. He was set up. uh, He was innocent. He had pleaded guilty because of what I uh, outlined as swamp tactics when they want to take you down and when the DOJ or the FBI or whoever it was in the government wanted to take out Flynn. They have all the resources. I think Chuck Schumer said it's six ways from Sunday that they can take you out. And so they, uh, launched every, every possible measure to take up Flynn. pressure on his son, pressure on his business, the financial bankruptcy that, uh, we're seeing with the J sixers again. And so, we felt that if we asserted and, and established constitutionally the premise for a pardon of innocence, that the presidential power of a pardon could and should include a pardon of innocence when the justice system is not going to self-correct. So think of it like you have the hens and the foxes watching over the hen house. Our judicial system, and particularly in the Flynn case, had become like the foxes going to the other foxes and saying, we're going to have a hearing and an investigation and prosecution, whether or not we think foxes should still be in charge of the hen house. Right. Or uh, what's that other analogy of uh, wolves and, and the lamb voting for who's going to be, you know, who's for dinner that night?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so very much unequal uh, playing field. The corruption was systematic. The judicial Uh, prosecution was not going to self-correct. And so by President Trump being able to give General Flynn a pardon of innocence in November 2020, I believe November 25th, 2020, he was able to exonerate Flynn in a way and the first ever historic pardon of innocence. And we hope Pasquale and I and those patriots who came in behind our movement We are hoping that a part of innocent isn't a one and done. It's not a one off, that it becomes uh, codified within our executive powers and our judicial correction of a remedy to use, whether it's a governor or a president, to be able to exonerate someone who is being politically prosecuted.
0: Now, uh, kind of, I don't know anything about law, but. Get, I guess because we
1: have people at
0: Law Podcast. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey,
1: Here's I, our I will, I'll go for that.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful. I will I will happily I will plug the podcast. I'll put the link in the description uh, yeah. for people to go check it out. Um in terms of like the foxes guarding the hen house, why why do you think last night? Because I just kind of did a double take when it was like Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned. And I know this is kind of diverging from the conversation. Oh, well, no, but was, it's
1: the same. I mean, I right. was just
0: uh, like more and more so I've been really after the last two years of COVID, I've been trying to look at every news story, be it, you know, I, I like Trump, but be it a pro-Trump story or be it an anti-Trump, whatever it is. I try to look at every single story now as I'm like, why am I being told this? And even with Ukraine, as soon as it started, I was like, "There's sure on face value, it's bad." But I was like, "I don't." I was uncomfortable with why everybody was in lockstep immediately, right? And I'm not. I've I've, I've interviewed Ukrainian refugees. I'm I'm clearly not. Uh, I'm clearly not apathetic, but part of me, the like, I I looked at it and I was like, "This is odd." And it was really only by the time this morning I woke up, you know, I was at the gym and I just thought I was like, "Why now?" What is going on right now? What I mean, am I just oblivious to it? You know, if you pull your head out of under under from under a rock, you might go, Why did Russia invade now? And then you can look back to 2014, NATO encroachment, Putin getting older, wants a power grab, and it, it kind of makes a little more sense, sort of. Doesn't make it right. Why why now? Why was there a leak? And why why is it gonna be overturned now? Is this this is this a distraction from domestic issues, inflation, border, vaccine mandates? Is this is this to to rile up the masses to stop a what a lot of people thought was going to be a red wave? Is this
1: um, what, what do you best, think? Yes and yes. So um, I haven't, you know, it just broke yesterday, last night. But last at least night, yeah. My uh, attorney co-host on People at Law podcast, she texted me right away, and you know, with her IR up. And she's like that, that to leak a document like that is a felony. It's, it's a criminal charge. Um, but will we see that, that aide who leaked it, prosecuted? Will we see the SWAT team hunt them down like they did with J6ers? I don't think so. Right. Because it's their team and not our team. So nothing uh, like that. I don't think happens inconsequentially. In other words, there was deliberateness, I believe, of the timing and how it's done and what was said. Uh, there could be a couple, you know, we can all play armchair, armchair quarterback right today because we don't know how it's going to play out. So there's a couple of possibilities. You hit on all of them, I think, of, or most of them, of timed before the elections to cause what What issue do a lot of people, if there's a single issue, if you have a single issue voter, what is likely going to get them up off their couch and go vote in November? The woman's right abortion is probably one of two at the top of the list, right? The economy, at least the top three. So um, I think that's no coincidence of the timing uh, right ahead of the election to fire up the base. Our side, and we just did this with the whole Elon Musk Twitter thing, Lace and I wrote an article over at Peopleatlawpodcast.com on um our side, and by that I mean team left and team right, you know, if you look at that divide and mostly in the middle, there's middle America, right? There's reason reasonable, rational America who just want things to be good. They might be socially lean liberal fiscally lean conservative, but we just all want to get along, go about our business, keep government out of it as much as pro- possible. Um, and that's that's where we land politically. But with something like this, it's such an uh, inflammatory issue of getting both of those sides very fired up. And our side tends to overreact, like with Elon Musk singing his praises as a new champion of free speech that may or may not be true. We don't know yet. So, you know, just, uh, manage expectations, right. And understand what Elon Musk history is and his past. of it's not a self-made millionaire or billionaire. He's got a lot of money through DARPA, through the government, through our money. We could all be billionaires, right. If we had those kind of hands up and help oh, yeah.
0: wow. uh, Tesla, uh, Tesla subsidies, uh, Right. Contracts with the NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office, the National Geospatial Agency, NASA. It's got a lot of those sweet, sweet defense contracts.
1: Yeah. So his his, you know, uh, doesn't make him
0: evil, but it doesn't make him a saint.
1: No, It doesn't make him anti-government. It doesn't make him a constitutionalist. It doesn't make him pro-free speech, less government, more freedom. Right. He's tied at the hip with these agencies. So, um a leopard doesn't change their spots as another friend of mine says <laughs> a lot of animal analogies. Yeah. So anyway, so I think our side needs to, our team might to manage expectations because the other uh, thing that I just heard float out there quickly. So I'll put it out there because I want your audience as you do. And what I appreciate about you when I listen to your interview with Pasquale as a, you know, introduction to you um, and finding out about you is, Um, I believe you have that healthy skepticism. that is necessary and the critical thinking abilities, which we've lost that as an art form in our country Um, intentionally, I would believe through the education system, but the, you know, those who have survived and still have some little, like, wait a minute, (laughs) what is going on here Um, that you have that's important. And so one of the things I heard floated out there was that, uh, what was COVID all the issues over the mandatory vaccines was my body, my choice. Right. So now if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, which our side would want, it means, it means the government can tell you what you can and cannot do with your body. So be careful what you wish for. Right.
0: Yeah. I've thought about, I've been saying that since last year. Like, if that does happen, if they do go through with vaccine mandates, it's like you can't you then can't pout and stomp your feet about abortion rights. It's just, well, it's not the same. I'm not killing a baby. Well, you could also argue that in their minds that you not getting vaxxed affects them. It's that doesn't biologically hold up. But but regardless, it still comes out to, well, are you killing people if you're not getting vaxxed? Well, no, it's well, okay, sure. But. You kind of got to go down that. It really is. There is no more unifying issue than really. I never got the vaccine. I've been pressured into it. But for the first time ever, I actually got a taste of what it was like to be told. It's one thing if they say you can't smoke weed and you're like, oh, screw you. I'm an adult. I should be able to do what I want. It's that's like a sin of commission. They're doing something or sorry. That's a sin of omission. They're not allowing you to do this. A sin of commission is they're making you do something. And for the first time ever, it was like, hey, I really don't want this. Well, it's like, well, if you want to fly, you're going to have to know. It's like, hey, hold on. My family has a history of heart problems. I'm interviewing these doctors who are cardiac experts, the foremost in the world, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. And they're telling me, Tommy, don't get it. Do not get it. And now people are saying, well, you got to get it. And I'm going, this isn't right. You guys are crazy. Leave me alone. If you want it, you can have it hey man if that's not a taste of the medicine of like well now as a biological male for the first time i can say i kind of have a feeling of what it's like when people who i've never who i will never meet are telling me what to do with my body and it's i
1: well constitutionally um so one of the ways that Brent, my co-host over it, you can find him at Humanity He's phenomenal. You would appreciate his intellectualism as well. That's very practical, very rational. Um years ago, before we were both as active in politics, he had written a little booklet called uh America's Wings. Uh now I can't even remember <laughs> the great divide about America's wings and how to fix it, something like that. But in it, I think he said. The point is that if you think of um, our freedom on a, on a line bar, right, and at one end we have absolute freedom, and at the other end we have totalitarianism. And for every issue that we want the government to be involved in, we move that marker farther from absolute freedom, closer to totalitarianism, And so we should ask, instead of is it a team right or a team left, or is it Republican or Democrat, we should ask, how much freedom are we willing to give up in order for government to intervene and solve this problem? Because as a society, government is necessary, but it should be most restrictive, right? Our Constitution is a restrictive document. It tells more what the government cannot do to us than gives Government authority to do us, kind of like your know, mission and commission and so we should always be pulling that line yeah. back towards freedom yeah uh-uh. and so something like the the vaccines or the roe v wave as a libertarian or as a a freedom loving American, I would say, really government should not be in that decision.
0: I, I agree. And I think uh I I think all of the conservative fans of my podcast would hate that about me. I've always said as a biology major, I do think it is life. I've also said I, I think it's I cannot I cannot tell someone what to do with their and the analogy I always used was I went to Catholic school. You weren't allowed to have your hair past your ears or your neck. And I always hated that. I would just, it just drove me nuts and it, to the point where I would just grow my hair right out to the edge of my eyebrows and ears and neck for 12 years. And then the second I went away to college, I, I cut it shorter than this and it's never gotten longer than this. And it's been 12 plus years. But to me, that was the tiniest interaction with not having bodily autonomy. And I hated it. And I cannot, as a male, I do not have a vagina. I cannot give birth. And that alone is now as a incendiary statement. But as a male, I can't do that. I, my belief is that it is a baby. I think it's terrible. I cannot tell someone what to do, especially if I can't relate to it, if I'm literally the opposite sex. And like I said, with COVID vaccines, I got well, my first.
1: Right. Men it, yeah. should have a say. And sure. often they don't. There are men who have fought to, to not sure. have their child aborted. Sure. And lack of an equal ground under the law.
0: Sure. My point is with COVID vaccines, as I said a couple minutes ago, that was the first real brush I got with not not a Catholic teacher saying you got to cut your hair, but the government suppressing everything and saying you have to take this and it might kill you. Man, I'm I'm with you. It's it's not right versus left. It's 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 you know after nine eleven it's it's not a pro right thing to say we need the patriot act no it's an erosion of our civil liberties if it you know with uh, with not repealing section two thirty and and we're seeing these things taking over now we have the myself included you have the right saying for a couple of years government needs to break up these private corporations we have everyone on the right cheering about the stripping of Disney's self governance uh, status but I'm like this is this is a this is a government removing power from a private corporation. And what it it's all coming back to is what you said. Don't let the disguise come at you from saying, uh, oh, this is pro-right or this is pro-left. No, what it is, is from a hundred thousand foot view, it's more government in our lives, less freedom as an individual. And that freedom, the freedom to, to smoke pot, to, to have a same-sex marriage, to own an arsenal of firearms, to not want the COVID vaccine. That also all includes the right of a woman to get an abortion. And it's. Yeah, I, if, yeah, I, so, I don't think I can I, be hypocritical. It's yeah.
1: Government, no, yeah. Get I, I out. Agree on all those points, let me frame it in this way, um, you, that your rights go the way I look at it with our constitution, any individuals, right. Go up to. And as far as the point to where they infringe on someone else, right? Yeah. So within that range, we have complete freedom and autonomy. Theoretically, under the Constitution, in reality, we don't. But that would be the ideal, right? And then the minute it starts to infringe on someone else, then, and then you get into defined infringement, right? So smoking outside the restaurant or in the restaurant, is that an infringement on my rights? Well, I have the right not to be offended by that, right? The thank you for not smoking was probably the precursor to uh, where we were with the vaccines. But I just want to go back and, and quickly uh, hit on the Roe v Wade and the abortion issue, because um, I would like to maybe speak to your audience. I've raised five kids. Um, They're all in your age group. Uh, And I do, I am very pro-life with my first activism. Uh, Sure at least a few decades ago (laughs) uh, without aging myself too much. Um, And then, in my, my third pregnancy was a twin pregnancy and I could not, I was living out in California at the time. And before I knew I was having twins, I tried to find a pro-life doctor and I couldn't. And this was back in the uh, like late eighties, early nineties in California, because everything out there was so, much more liberal, right? Women's right, women's autonomy. The doctors, my OB that I ended up going to said, you know, I feel, because we discussed it. And he said, I feel like I need to offer all services to my women. But as ultrasound, as a technology develops, I am moving back the point of which I will do them because we know more now of what that fetal development is. So back when Roe v. Wade was passed, they were in many ways, in the dark about how vital that life really is inside, and at what point now you could argue, um, okay, it needs to be the point of autonomy whether it could live outside the mother's womb. Well, now they have literally synthetic wombs where a baby can go from in vitro fertilization, be incubated, right <laughs> It's very matrixy. But it's possible. And so I think as a society, we have to rather than legislate it, let's work on the moral code, the moral uh, restraints or value system that we want. We should be valuing life. We should be a, a culture. And historically, maybe we were or weren't, where We're pro family, pro motherhood, this anti motherhood, this anti family, this breaking up of the nuclear family. Those are all things to really work away at the fabric of America. So that because even the black families back in the 50s and 60s, 40s, they were seeing prosperity as nuclear families. And then the Johnson administration got in there and said, we can't have that. We're going to bring the great new society. And they targeted destroying the Black family and Planned Parenthood was one of those.
0: President LBJ, while in office, yeah. quote, we will have N-words, hard R, voting Democrat for the next 200 years if we pass these programs. Talking about welfare, you're creating dependence.
1: So um, so then I had twins and one of the twins died at 26 weeks uh, in the pregnancy. So fully developed. But the other twin very much at risk now at that point if something happened and and this was you know back early enough the conversation had to happen of what happens if I went into distress because I've now got these this very high risk pregnancy going on body could have shut down could have said pregnancy's over started aborting the other one um my blood could have been poisoned. The other baby could have gone in distress. We might have had to do emergency surgery, all that. And my husband, I had two little girls at the time. You know, his answer and logical thinking about it was very different to mine. I'm like, you do everything you can to save that baby. Even if it means I die, you save that baby, right? That was my value. He's like, I'm not going to do that. We have two other daughters who need their mother, right? So, oh. you know, you have those moral dilemmas. Fortunately, now with our advanced technology and medicine, that's one of the blessings. We don't have that hard choice. Uh, there's very little reason to say that a baby has to be taken for the life of the mother. And if you look at practically of how that is played out in our society, Planned Parenthood does not uh, make their bread and butter off of saving women who are at risk pregnancies. No, they get those to terminate because it's they've been made to feel that they can't carry that child for whatever reason. now I love women and friends and family who have had abortions do I agree with their choice not necessarily as as this side of life having then had a time as a single mother raising my kids do I understand the burden and pressures of trying to make it alone and weighing on that decision yes of course it's not an easy answer but if we value life and we look to solutions I I think the Roe v. Wade question becomes a lot more solvable if we really looked at it from left team team left and team right and more pro freedom and pro pro supporting people and and helping people where they are.
0: Yeah, that's it, my
1: my little it, there.
0: No, 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 it's perfect. Yeah, it as a thirty one year old who's not making a whole lot of money in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, you could you could turn me from hesitantly pro-life or pro-choice to very pro-choice after a one night stand. Tell me tell me tomorrow I'm having a kid. Man, I won't be I won't be dancing towards it going, well, if I don't want the COVID vaccine, I'll be saying, get out of my life. I can't do this. I absolutely cannot do this.
1: Yeah. Although I think there's a lot to that, you know, if that does happen, I think you should have. Definitely a window of time to make that decision early on. Sure. Now you can know that very early. That's a different opinion than a lot of team, right? Also, I think there needs to be a necessary window of time for those circumstances to make a wise decision. But then once that time passes, you made the choice not, you know, you're not just making a decision. And then I think a lot of people you raised to the occasion, right? Hardships, life is that way. You weren't expecting that. But um, there's a great country song of "There Goes My Life." I don't. I forgot who sings it, but it goes "There Goes My Everything," and they were thinking of their, you know, dreams that they had. I think it was an athlete found out he got uh, pregnant with his girlfriend or someone, and ended up having the kid. And then years later, she was getting married. Or it's kind of a sappy song, but it's like "There Goes My Life," you know, and uh, the choice. So I think again. Yeah.
0: Again, again, though, choice. Right. That should be that shouldn't be someone in D.C. saying, Tommy, this is what you're doing with your. No, no, no. It is my life to make my choices and my repercussions. I, again, I'm personally I don't I don't like the idea of abor- it, it, it. It seems instinctively wrong to me. But the reality is, is. If someone goes, all right, well, I'm not having an abortion, I'm having this kid. But am I going to fork out money for, for that kid to go to a better school? Am I going to, am I going to raise the kid? Am I going to pay out of my pocket more for a welfare society? Man, I'm not, I'm not, it's like Ukraine. I look at Ukraine. I'm like, it's terrible. It's happening. We, that's not America to go get bogged down for another 20 years. It sucks. But you can't just put your head under a rock and go, I don't want to think about it. I don't want th- it only has to be all good. It has to be all good. No, no baby should die. No Ukrainian. It's like, dude, that's not how the world works. They're they're, you know, when you go when they would go bomb cities in World War II, you have to take out a vital Nazi factory. You also wiped out a whole bunch of picturesque towns mm-hmm. where a bunch of women and children and old men were vaporized. That yeah. sucks. Which one sucks more? World War II took 85 million lives. A few thousand people here, a few thousand people there. Where do you let this million person life, this however many that is, what, divided by six, it's what, 15, almost 15 million, 14 million a year, 15 million a year. Yeah, well, someone has to make that decision. And fortunately, there were guys that made those. Decisions. General Curtis LeMay said, if we lose the war, I'll be tried for war crimes. I mean, it's Oppenheimer said, I have blood on my hands. Truman said, get out of here. I actually have blood on my hands. How many GIs younger than me, a third of my life younger than me, were getting ready for the mainland invasion of Japan, including my dad's dad, who all of a sudden didn't have to go do that because the war is over. The decisions have to be made. You can't just go, nope, 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 nope. I don't want to look at that you have to make the decisions and ultimately what it comes down to is if there are tough decisions to be made, they should be to the individual.
1: It's- I think anyone who is, you know, and I lost an uncle in world war two. Uh, so I never knew him. He died at 19 and uh, made it in through the uh, beaches of Normandy and died later in France uh, at a subsequent battle. And I went and did a pilgrimage, you know, through, and I lived over in Europe and saw. You are correct. Right next to one intact historic building, there's half a building, and they just left it stand there as a reminder. Um, So Mm towns, they they really were ravaged by the war. Anyone who thinks the Ukraine is because our politicians care about the Ukrainian people, wake up. (laughs) 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 All I can say.
0: We've been, we've been vaporizing weddings in Yemen with drones. We have, we're running like a hundred special operations a day in Africa that no one even knows about. You don't care. We really care about the people. We really care about those 2 million Uyghurs in concentration camps in China. No, we don't. They build cheap shit for us. That's why I can get an iPhone for only a thousand bucks. It's because they build it in a slave factory. No one really cares the reality is, is there's money to be made there's defense contracts and there's money laundering
1: mhm
0: i think yeah so yeah start talking about the ukraine and all of a sudden i hear something in my apartment i'm like yeah i'm going to get shot but <laughs> but yeah i and you can't you can't argue you know you can't argue one or the other without without people wanting to rip your hair you know one of the reasons why people have have liked this podcast is cuz I got banned from YouTube for interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough. And and,
1: and company mine got taken down too because I had Zelenko and Dr. Keith and Dr. Janelle Ralphie and a bunch of them too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the there are people that support that because they're like, absolutely, like I don't I shouldn't have to take this experimental jab. Like this is if you want it, more power to you. I don't want it. Those are the same people that will say, No, you you cannot you cannot have an abortion and like i just can't i'm not being true to myself i am i'm not being true to myself if i don't logically state i it's either my body or my choice or it's not and that goes across the board
1: the the whole vaccine push again is almost the same point with the abortion issue of it's taking away Individual, there was no discussion of your personal health history. Should you or should you not take yeah. it back my middle daughter, the twin, um, who's now at 32, I think <laughs> she she uh flatlined 30 within 24 hours of her second Moderna shot. Uh, her heart stopped four more times. She concussed when she blacked out, hit the ground so hard. Her co-workers called the emergency, the EMTs, because she was concussed, not because they knew she was having an adverse reaction. So for her then to get to the hospital, flatline four more times, blood pressure drop, dangerous, deathly low, and they were able to stabilize her, thank God. But had she not been at work and had blacked out like that or been driving a car and blacked out like that? Um and her the cardiac cardiologist in the e r said it was an adverse reaction to the vaccine. Do you think that went on the paperwork? No, I don't think so i don't know for sure, but I would put money because <laughs> you know it's her her medical records however, so knowing that, and then my my ninety year old mother had an adverse reaction healthy all the way up to it, you know she's running around still had an adverse reaction. So I'm looking at two out of the five women in my immediate genetic relationships had an adverse reaction. Even if I was not anti-vaccine, COVID vaccine that I was already for a number of other reasons, like you, that would not be a wise decision on my part yeah. or at least one I should be able to have with my physician. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right about that. And and that's the conversation. I think point not you're awful, you don't you're anti science, whatever the arguments are. I think you go back to that freedom. Who who wants to really say no? You shouldn't have choice.
0: Yeah. It's like uh you know, it's like i uh, remember there's like some tweet forever ago and it's some woman saying, like, men, tell me when the government has ever uh taken away like your bodily autonomy. And the response was like the draft
1: all the time world war ii vietnam
0: (laughs) but and the thing is is now i go well thank god there is no draft but even now like i can't hold that position to you know it's one thing you see the nazis or they bomb pearl harbor and like we gotta go fight imagine right now there was still a draft and i see a bunch of i see a bunch of sleazy slimeball politicians lying through their teeth saying slava ukraine and i'm going i'm 31 i'm not throwing away my life for some money laundering operation in a former Soviet bloc nation. Why? Because this is my body. This is not yours. I cannot logically. I just, I can't, I can't look someone in the eyes and say one plus one is three. It's just, I'm lying to myself. And Mm -hmm. that is that, I mean, that, that is truly you betraying your own self is, I mean, that's that, that kills you before you're dead. And I can't, just like I couldn't just shut up and stay on YouTube, even though it would have been a lot better for my podcast. I couldn't, I couldn't be true to myself and just shut my mouth and not interview these doctors because YouTube said I wasn't allowed to. It You have to carry that logic through everything or you're just hypocritical. And then I really don't think any of your stances can be defended. So no, I will not be drafted for Ukraine. You cannot tell me to get the COVID vaccine. I'm going to keep interviewing these doctors. I don't care who bans me. The disinformation government governance board is an Orwellian overstep into telling me again what access we can have to our lives. And although I don't like the idea of it, it also means you can get an abortion. And there are people who will who'll will cheer on those first three statements and then write you off as a demon for the fourth. All right.
1: You get you you get rid of planned parenthood and put it back into a doctor's office into the, you know, payment insurance payments, just like any yeah. other you get planned parenthood and their money and their lobby and their God power and their influence. Uh, we would see a lot less abortions. Yeah, we would.
0: It, I just, it's yeah. And I'm, I know, to me, it, it just comes down to being like logically true to myself. I cannot. It's like the idea that like gay people shouldn't be able to get married. And I'm like, I can't. I can't experience sexual attraction as a male and then pretend that other people shouldn't be allowed to have that or love, just little things like that. I, I just can't. And. I really am more and more so kind of shirking the idea of left versus right and just going to t- tell a government to screw off. Even the most the newest thing, the disinformation, well, I guess technically the Roe v. Wade thing is now newer, but a co- by a couple of days, the Disinformation Governance Board, no, you, you don't get to tell me what I should and what I do and don't have the intellectual capacity to differentiate as truth or as fiction. That's for me to decide. I'm I'm allowed to read Harry Potter and go, yeah, it's a good story. I'm allowed to read a, a a radical Muslim pamphlet. I'm allowed to read it and go. Yeah, no, I wasn't radicalized to go blow up a city. This is this is this is retarded. You're allowed to read that. You're also allowed, I, to, not read...
1: allowed to say that word. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's
0: retarded, too. Yeah. It's not being able to say that's retarded, too. But it's like across the line, like, It all has to go. It all, why can't you read this book? Oh, it's dangerous. Let me read it. No, it's not. It's stupid. You know, it's, it's all this shit. Yeah, it it really is more so and more so to me. It's, it's just like dissolving the layers of like something to get down to the core. And it's like, this, this is the core, you know, it's like, like the steel core of a building, like remove the windows Remove the, the stucco, the drywall, take all the wires out, remove the paint, blow apart the drywall, get rid of the plaster and all the desks and the doors and the carpets. Like, what is the center? And it's just like a steel structure or it's just concrete. And it's like, that's, that's the thing.
1: That's what it's, I hope it, it all it, up.
0: Yeah. Forget the Republican. Forget the Democrat. It's just take a blowtorch to it. And what is the core?
1: Course, well, we leave me, me alone. To um, have that civil discourse because people are so instantly emotionally reactive and just my explode is, yeah. is communications, and it's like the the value of the devil's advocate or the dissenting voice. You know, they say the the,
0: honorable yeah, dissenter.
1: Yeah, the the one with the greatest influence isn't the first pass person to stand up to the crowd is the second one who comes from behind and offers that support, right? That this is a, a, an idea we're standing up for. But you have to counter group think. And what amazes me, and if your audience will just step back and listen, we went 24-7 hard, hard, hard for the last, however, year and a half, to almost, well, two years, right? twenty March 2020, <laughs> this track of time. COVID, COVID, COVID. That's all you heard on the local stations, on the radio, national, everything, anywhere you went, you couldn't escape it if you wanted to. And then all of a sudden it flipped a switch and it all became Ukraine and Russia. Ukraine.
0: Ukraine? And and last (laughs) night.
1: How can people not see that?
0: I know. And then, and, and the, and the, the time between the changes of the channel are getting quicker. Ukraine was only for like, what, six weeks. And then it was Elon Twitter. And then that was only for a week. And now it's Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Actually, then it was Disinformation's governance board. And then it was like five days later, Roe v. Wade. I mean, by that calculation, we should see something like this Friday. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's well, how quickly the channel's changing.
1: And that that relates of that timing with the political article. Um, you know, there was buzz about Tanesh D'Souza's two thousand mules. Two
0: thousand mules. Is that uh, was it to distract from that?
1: Right to uh take the focus away right just like in 2015 2016 when hillary was running every time there was bad news for her on the campaign trail voila we had you know bombings or oh, yeah. uh attacks and yeah it's almost like clockwork right
0: yeah bill bill clinton monica Lewinsky. we got to start bombing serbia september yeah. i mean come on september 10th 2001 <laughs> the pentagon can't account for 2.3 trillion dollars yeah. and then in the actual accounting part of the pentagon is where a plane hit I, I mean i'm not i don't mean to laugh at it but you just see well yeah let's look at it on, on a smaller scale do you remember that day trump was walking up the stairs to air force one with toilet paper on his shoe Do you no. not remember that he, he had no. toilet paper stuck to the bottom of his shoe and he's walking up air force one and everyone's like look at this moron but that day he penned like a $10 billion arms deal to Saudi Arabia and no one was talking about it. It's like, dude, this God. this shit's not by accident. It's I
1: Trump put that on a shoe on purpose.
0: <laughs> that's my, that's my point. If you want them to not talk about how you're giving $10 billion to a dictatorship that throws gays gaze off the roof, let them have some orange man, bad uh, drama. Uh, yeah. Very quickly. Uh, it just, I was looking at it for like an hour last night and I was looking at this video online and it's this woman standing outside the Supreme court, just screaming, I will not be quiet. These are my rights. And another guy, he, go, he walks by and he goes like, you lost ma'am. You can't kill babies anymore. And like, you see people in the comments, like, ha 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 owned. And then you have other people like, Oh, you, you effing Republicans, you're doing and it's just back and forth, back and forth. And I couldn't help, but like slowly stop and go, why now? Why right now? Is this, does this not just seem like a distraction, like a shiny thing over here?
1: Yeah. The uniparty trick of play both sides against the middle, right? Yeah. So and it
0: seems like it's happening quicker and quicker that they're doing it, which to me, I guess if there's like a meta conclusion of this whole podcast, it would be, I think that's almost kind of optimistic that. They have to do it more and more. They have to cover up more and more. Which means that their lies are they're tripping over them faster and faster. You gotta start throwing out all the you. you know, how many times can you use the I'm sick excuse? You can yeah, only lot. You know,
1: you've on your show with Pasquale about once they play yeah. a trick, you know, play yeah. that guy. they don't get to pick it up and replay it, right? It doesn't go well, back in the deck and get shuffled in.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've just finished up with the the pandemic one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you used a war, got to beat those Cold War drums. Roe v. Wade. I mean, they're they're burning through. They're calling timeouts, and it's like the last couple seconds of like a basketball game, but there's a timeout every two seconds. It's like, yeah. I mean, what would be next? There'd have to be like a big UFO scare, like a big UFO sighting. They use the mass shooting too much. We're numb to it. No one cares anymore. Right. There would have to be. Yeah, it have to be UFOs. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> they can do the weather thing.
0: You could do the, wet, you have to have UFOs or like a Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, they're burning through them. quick. I mean, there's always the nuclear card, but they don't want that because that kills them too. All right, well, I'm calling it the next big news story. It's going to be a UFO sighting. That is my official opinion on Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022, is that that's the next big story. Because they're burning through all the cards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it will be yeah. interesting to see. Well, it's not going to be the stock market has, you know, been so volatile. It they're not gonna let up on things until the election. Yeah. And they're gonna find whatever they can. And it's both sides. I just read Zero Hedge put out a news story, and again, no one's talking about it. Of the in that Biden infrastructure bill was the ability for the government to turn off cars. They have oh, the yeah.
0: Auto. The auto kill switch.
1: Yeah. And and people should be like, that's worth getting upset and, about.
0: <laughs> and which ones are the easiest to turn off remotely? Tesla's.
1: Right? The free speech guy. like, Yeah. Maybe that's why you're pushing them so much, right? So everybody has a car that can be turned off by the government.
0: There's one of two possibilities. They are... We should be optimistic because they're burning through their distraction cards faster and faster, which means the whole house of cards is about to come down and it's about to light is going to be shined on all the shadows. Or it's it's because they are so close to the finish line of whatever it is they're doing that they don't need these cards anymore. So they're just burning them. They're just burning them to get them through quicker. It's you're a football player on the last play of the Super Bowl. You're the star running back, and your legs messed up. If it was any other game, they'd sit you because you're the player who they give fifty million dollars a year towards. So they're like, we can't have you hurting your leg. But there's nothing to be saved. Like this is why you're used. Is it's the fourth quarter, the last play of the game. Who cares if you break your leg? We're getting the Super Bowl trophy. You have all off season to get back.
1: Yeah, it might yeah.
0: be because we're we're on the goal line. And whatever it is, global dictatorship, they're just, they're right there. And they're like, just power it through. I I don't know. It's one of the two.
1: Let me ask you because of your age and (coughs) I mean, I'm not passing off the baton yet in terms of completely not fighting and saying, Oh, that's for the younger kids to figure out what kind of country they want because I have two grandkids, a third on the way. And I want a free America. I feel so blessed back in, you know, when I grew up, 70s, it was um, such freedom. We really, you could go on your bike and you were gone. You know, it was coming when the streetlights are on. It was safer. It was uh, quieter communities. There wasn't, you didn't know about everything going on. I told my youngest daughter, she was getting so stressed out about things happening globally. I said, you can't save the world. Take a break from that. You're allowed to be young and focus on what you need to move your life forward. Cause that's how how we all get carried forward, right? By everybody doing their part. If your generation, you know, it used to be get up and get a job and get out of get out of your parents' house because the option to stay there wasn't something you even thought about. It was like, well, of course we could. But but we were optimistic that those opportunities that work would pay off. We could. Get a house. We could get a car. We could have families. We could pursue a career, and and I feel watching my own kids and your generation of like, how do you not get discouraged when it's intentionally that you are so buried under student debt? And the, and again, our side who says, "Oh, I pay for my college. You can pay your own too." It's called you took out a loan, pay it back. They aren't understanding how once the government got into the game of loans how crooked that system became. And, and so if we came out with a cure for cancer today, you wouldn't say to someone, Oh, I didn't get to get cured from cancer. You don't get that. Right. Um, they figured it out. So I, I think that's another one of those topics and arguments that your generation has to, has to step up and decide what kind of country do you want? What, what are you going to fight for?
0: Yeah, man. I think ultimately it's, my conclusion is ultimately at 30, almost 32 and almost 800 episodes of this podcast. My conclusion is improve the immediate world around you. Get enough sleep, stay hydrated and, and, and do unto others as you want done to you. That's about as complex of an analysis as, I can give to my three decades on this earth. Improve your immediate world. Clean your apartment. Hold the door. Get to know your neighbors. Get enough rest. Rest is important. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Well, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. That's that's all I got.
1: Goes back to General Flynn. His you know since post pardon, he's been very active in uh, the truth about the twenty twenty elections and where we are as a country and the, the freedom to not get backed. And his, his mantra is local action for national impact. Well, you, you just summarize that in a very practical way, if we are all able to take care, and that's how it used to be. If you took care of your own side of the street, your own life, right? And everybody was doing well, then you have communities that are yeah. doing well. Then you have states that are doing well. Then we have a national country that is doing well because it comes down to the individual thriving and growing and doing their part. Yeah. So you're you're correct in your uh, focus there. That's
0: how it. I've had people ask me, how have I done over 700 podcast episodes? Every day I focus on, am I doing one today or am I doing two today? Do them well, upload them. That's it. Tomorrow I do it again. And I've just been doing it for two and a half years. You don't, you never go, here's the day where I'm going to do a hundred. Nope. You just, every day you just, throwing like another penny in the jar just doing that and then it builds up to this mighty thing right yeah i think that's i think that applies to life yeah Yeah. that's all i got miss Lee. let's wrap this one up and thank you so much for coming on i'd love to have you on again sometime and uh it was a wonderful conversation i thoroughly enjoyed that
1: well i'm glad hopefully it didn't sound too uh too much like a mom
0: <laughs> oh no you, no you no, you sound like my mom and I talk to my mom every night so that's wonderful okay, great right. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's not a bad thing you do sound like a mom and that's a good thing it's a compliment don't uh-huh. let anybody tell you it's not it's wonderful yes,
1: motherhood is great let's cherish that fight back over your way with love a motherhood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm gonna start riots I'm with to cut and just go motherhood's great I'll see how quickly I get a brick through the
1: face right
0: yeah like Thank you try your- it I will, I guarantee you, I will lose, I don't know, I will lose and gain subscribers from this episode, probably more so than most, (laughs) is is because of a stance on this, and I don't care. Let's wrap this one up.
1: All right. I got
0: to go do another podcast with somebody, and not important. Thank you so much for coming on here. I will text you the episode when it's up. Please send me a link to any, any, please send me a text of any links you want in the description. I'll put it in there. And I will absolutely schedule another podcast with you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for the time with you.
0: Thank you so much.